podcasts, blogs, columns, and stories, artifacts, digitized archives, documents, and old books. Those are all part of a plan I'm working on with a variety of entities, nonprofit partners, and local LLCs. My goal is to help share, promote, protect, and preserve our stories here in the Ozarks. I will be revamping my longtime Ozarkian Spirit LLC, and I will be coordinating and collaborating with some people on some exciting things at the Aurora Hound Dog Alumni and Outreach Center, a local nonprofit organization that partners with Youth Empowerment, the local alumni groups, Grow Aurora, the Community Foundation of the Ozarks, Main Street, the Aurora Chamber of Commerce, and Aurora Schools, just to name a few. I've been doing this kind of thing my whole life. I've been writing stories, protecting, preserving, and promoting them since I was about maybe seven. Um, and I'm getting to a place where I'm ready to start the next adventure, the next leg of my journey. And it seems like all of the stones are falling into place. We'll focus on good things, but we'll also shine the light on truth, hard work, doing things the right way, and helping others find their voices. We want to be an advocate for tradition, change, honesty, and pride, just like I used to talk about all the time with the Osarkian Spirit publication and with my cards on the table column that I had at the Aurora Advertiser for years. Serving the Ozarks region with pride, inspiration, respect, integrity, and truth. I like that. I like the sound of it. I'm going to work on upping my game with the podcast project as I am nearing the 1,000 download mark. I hope you'll help me get there. I've been challenged to make them more interactive, include interviews with other people, have authentic conversations, and make them longer than 10 or 12 minutes. It's possible that I will even be partnering with the Talon Media radio station to make some big changes with the All Roads Lead Home podcast this summer. We're talking about having some shows, maybe covering some live events, and making some more things happen. I also have a few more tricks up my sleeve for spirit publishing, and I can't wait to dive in with some bigger things at the Alumni Center. We will be honoring veterans, adding a couple of murals, landscaping projects, working on a time capsule, adding some memorial stones, and more. I've talked to so many people who want to be a part of it. Um, I've talked to Michael Singer, Jan Spring, Marcia Sadler, Jake McCulley. I kind of rope him into everything by... Um, genetic default, I guess. Um, Michelle McCulley, Leanne Cope, um, Michelle Parbury. There's just a lot of people that have a lot of the same vision, insight, ideas, and expertise. And I think together we are really going to be able to do some things that people will enjoy. Um, so here's this week's podcast. Blessings. God winks signs. I look for them every day. I usually start my day off with a prayer and a little devotion. Sometimes I listen to music. Sometimes I listen to the news. I like to watch the sunrise and pray for God's protection over the people I love, the students I teach, the community I serve, and the school where I work. I pray hard to be able to take a stand, make tough decisions, and encourage others to do the right things. Transparency is important. So is the truth. As the days get warmer and longer, I like to take walks in the morning and in the evening. During those walks, I talk out loud and pray for guidance and signs. 
Most of you know I came into teaching with a non-traditional route. That seems to be my M.O. or modus operandi for life, I think. I believe that's Latin. My grandma spoke it and taught it. And it's routine for the way we seem to do things. Our M.O. is often a pattern. I don't always get there the way normal people do. I take the back roads, splash around in the mud puddles, bet on a few long shots. I wear sparkly shoes and crazy socks. I like big hair and funny stories. I laugh at inappropriate times. I can't whisper, and oftentimes I cry over Andy Griffith and puppy commercials. I have learned to trust my gut instincts, though. Grandpa taught me that a long time ago. My mama also taught me early on in life that I was going to need tons of prayer, and I was going to need to keep myself busy to stay out of jail. That still hurts my feelings just a little bit, but she's gone and I miss her. I have to think she knew what she was talking about. I've tried hard to do just that. My grandpa Herman that I mentioned earlier told me early on, watch for signs, Kimmy, watch for signs. He used the almanac for planting corn, cutting hair, and killing moles. But he was a spiritual feller with a deep faith in God. He believed we are hardwired to fight, run, stand, dive in, and know when someone is telling a big windy. He believed in looking people in the eye and knowing the value of a strong handshake and a hard day's work. It was the spring of 1992. I was a single mom working at the local newspaper as the editor, and my friend and mentor, Dr. Ron Wilkin, the school superintendent, told me about how Drury University was wanting to partner with the school district and start a satellite here. They were asking for applications for a site director position and wanted someone who knew the needs of the community. As our school superintendent, they had asked him for some input as they were screening applicants. I think you could go back to school, learn some new things, and make a difference, he said. You could do it all right here at home. I was a little nervous, but curious. I applied, interviewed, looked them in the eye, and shook hands with some people who listened to me about my town and the future. I soon found myself on a journey that would put me in the path of some amazing students, incredible faculty, and lifelong mentors and friends. Mm -hmm. Karen Jernigan, a retired school counselor from Pate, would serve as an academic advisor with me for another 10 years or so here. Soon, we had packed classes and a team of faculty members that were fun, engaging, and colorful. We had a good run. Bob George taught business law, Susie Cook wrangled all my Spanish classes, Wayne Holmes' courses had waiting lists, of course. People lined up to learn about Shakespeare, Ozark folklore, and writing. Sometimes they just showed up to get mad at him for something he said. And boy, did he say a lot of things. He was thrilled and looked forward to seeing how shocking he could be from week to week. He never disappointed us. Kim Shu, my old college roommate from Verona, made the trek from Carthage to teach some education courses. Tom McCune taught art and ceramics. John Perkins taught a little history and storytelling. We were quite the crew. Then a couple of English classes were nearing their limit. I was selling books at night and talking about registrations over the phone when I got a call. We had well over 100 students taking about 750 college courses. Soon I found out that an English teacher that was just really well known and a favorite would be leaving the area with her husband to pursue another opportunity. She lived at Stockton and she was incredible. 
I quickly called campus and said, send me a teacher. I thought that was how it worked, like ordering a hamburger at McDonald's. Campus officials quickly called me back and indicated they didn't have another extra adjunct approved at that moment for those courses who wanted to make the trek. The class time was six hours, back-to-back total. My boss called and said, how do you feel about teaching these classes for us and working on some additional educational opportunities of your own at the same time? We could grandfather you in, sign some paperwork, and you could try your hand at teaching. I swallowed hard and dove into the proverbial waters. Thank goodness, I've never looked back. We eventually closed our satellite with the rise of online classes and new opportunities down the road. I remarried. Several faculty members retired. Two degrees later, I've taught for Crowder for well over 20 years. I've taught for Drury University, my own alma mater, for over 31. My career at Aurora High School is nearing the 19-year mark. I've met so many people along the way. The second educational journey has complemented the first journalism one at every single turn. Getting ready to do that again, I think. Which brings me to my next Godwink of sorts, or series of them. I often think about my next project, my next journey. Where am I going to go? I've prayed about it, and I think it's going to work out just fine. We are going to be combining rural journalism, community service, human services, nonprofit work, and education into a new circle of things for the area. I have been making calls, working on grants, and laying groundwork. I am older and slower, but still excited. At the same time, I ponder the pop culture theory of the six or seven degrees of Kevin Bacon of Hollywood fame. The theory basically proposes that any two people on earth are actually six or seven links or people apart. The theory started out with movie stars and their connections and soon developed into a worldwide phenomenon. We are all connected. To discover this, you have to have some conversations, listen for clues, and see who you know, who they know, and how close the connection is. We aren't alone, ever. We aren't isolated. Somewhere, somehow, history often repeats itself. Shared stories, shared dreams, shared bullies, shared tales that don't quite add up. It's all about Kevin Bacon. I tell you, it really is. I went down the rabbit hole of one big investigative effort a few weeks ago. It was a little rusty at first, but boy, I had fun. I had listened to a recording of a meeting, and something didn't sound quite right to me. Pretty soon, there were two somethings, then three, then four. Hmm. I read through some more of my notes. I listened intently to a couple of phone calls and even another recording that had been shared with me. I became curious. I googled a few things. I love the internet. I watched some YouTube videos. I looked at more old minutes. It was a Monday night. I had things to do. Laundry, dishes, folding clothes, grading papers. Mm -hmm. Did I dare? Did I dare? I made one long distance phone call. One. I stammered and stuttered and almost made someone mad. I told him that's okay. I wasn't sure I'd talk to me either. I didn't identify myself, but it was difficult at first to say why I was calling. Was I going to write about it? Was I going to put it on a podcast? Was I going to have my own town hall meeting or show-and-tell event? Maybe I could host a barbecue and see who came. I honestly wasn't sure. I almost hung up. But something, something in the back of my head told me, just keep talking, just keep talking. So I did. 
took another breath, stated my reasons for calling, offered quickly to go jump in the lake on my own if my hunch was wrong. Let's just say it wasn't. The heavens opened and the angels sang. My gut and grandpa was right, and I have made three new delightful friends with the promise of a few more. I've also made some plans to visit them in person soon. I have discovered my old-fashioned investigative skills are totally intact, and the Internet archives have brought those skills to a whole new level these days. I've received some letters with more facts and information to add to my own timeline. I am pretty sure my old boss, Paul Donnelly, would be proud. He would be heckling me, but he would be proud. I might even ask for a raise. Fast forward a few days. I was wondering about some things for our town as we look at completing some projects, more murals, a veteran's garden, and landscaping. We discussed making some dreams come true with Grow Aurora, the Community Foundation, the Aurora Chamber of Commerce, Youth Empowerment, and the Alumni Center. Then I heard from a former graduate wanting to donate some time, resources, and funds to our school and community projects. He'd messaged me while I was out sick with COVID a couple of years ago, and I thought it was one of those, hey, how are you, scams. It wasn't. This time, I didn't ignore him. In the meantime, some other graduates and former colleagues have reached out about remembering teachers telling them about how important it is to pay it forward. They are planning to do just that. During our conversations, we talked about blessings, God winks, and signs. I began to tell them about my grandpa and the signs, even when those signs are indicative of misinformation or ill intent. Is the hair standing up on the back of your neck? There's a reason. Do you have goosebumps? Pay attention. We are looking at putting together some camps, projects, classes, and events that will continue to develop, encourage, and motivate lifelong learners over the course of the next few years. We are looking at both new and traditional ways to preserve the past at the Hound Dog Alumni and Outreach Center that used to host Drury evening classes in the basement. How ironic. Things have a way of coming full circle, you know. Storytelling, community journalism, and historic preservation will play vital roles in these plans. I think I'm going to message Dr. Ron Wilkin and tell him how grateful I am. He was responsible for the initial renovations at the old armory, which now ha houses the Alt School Success Center and the Hound Dog Alumni and Outreach Center, where I volunteer, along with Brad Bettler. He and the Aurora R8 School Board also stepped up to purchase the armory from the city for a token amount when the new armory was construct constructed back in the 1990s. Just a few years ago, when the Aurora School Board renovated and moved into the, to the old Boatman's Bank building downtown on Madison, we were able to launch the Aurora Hound Dog Alumni and Outreach Center on the basis of a hunch. Thank you, Ron Wilkin. That hunch has paid off in numerous ways despite the challenges along the way. Blessings, God winks, signs. I look for them every day. I hope you do too.